There's just so much more to hear. Download our podcasts at DubaiEye1038.com. Right now, we're going to cross to London. Ollie Barrett is on the line. Ollie, very good evening to you from Dubai. How are you? Hi, guys. Very well, thanks. Good. Um, Ollie, there's a couple of stories we're going to look at today. And starting off, of course, in Greece, horrific scenes, really, if you see the wildfires, pictures of dramatic escapes. Um, dozens of people are killed in Greece. And it's just outside Athens, I believe. Yeah, at least 60 uh, people have been killed, we now know, in these uh, wildfires which have been uh, raging through various areas of Greece. A state of emergency has now been declared. Um, rescuers having to deal with some pretty horrific scenes. Uh, they found in, in one incident 26 bodies huddled together at one seaside resort um, in Mati, which is it, it sort of the epicenter of uh, what is happening in terms of these fires near to Athens uh, in Greece. Uh, the flames are being aided by the fact that there are some very strong winds in places. Um, that is particularly what has uh, led uh, Mati to fall uh, victim to the fires with um, whole buildings, uh, uh, homes and people's vehicles as well being swept up in the flames and uh, completely and utterly uh, burnt out. So uh, rescue services completely stretched as they try and look for people who are missing um, uh, and uh, to try and find anyone who uh, may have survived the fires as they've tried to uh, escape them. Some uh, horrible stories as well of uh, people trying to get uh, away from the fires. One story about a Polish woman and her son who were among 10 people who drowned when their boat capsized. And this was a boat that was evacuating them uh, from the the fire zone in the resort of Mati, which, as I say, is uh, east of Athens. Police had been evacuating a hotel there, leading people to, uh, to boats. One of those boats capsized and everyone on board, all of the 10 passengers, uh, ended up dying. So um, all of those isolated stories uh, of awful situations unfolding, but this is uh, still a developing situation um, with Prime Minister Alexis Tsipras declaring three days of national mourning, uh, but of course hundreds of firefighters still battling the blazes as they continue and international assistance being sought as well by Greece and international assistance is uh, being offered. Uh, France, for example, um, has been helping out along with the European Union. Emmanuel Macron has been uh, tweeting. He said, our thoughts go to Greece and the victims of the terrible fires in Sweden and Greece, France and Europe are in solidarity and help. And that, of course, referencing the fact that while Greece at the moment is uh, kind of the, the worst situation we currently have on the European continent with regards to fires at, at this time of very high temperatures. It is not the only place suffering by any means. We've seen fires in France as well. Uh, Sweden has been having uh, significant difficulties as well. Uh, and so, uh, you know, European authorities who can help and who can provide assistance having to make decisions about where exactly to send it. And Ollie, uh, Europe's having something of quite an extraordinary summer and the UK in particular. And the heat wave is ongoing, isn't it? That's right. And it looks set to intensify, if anything. We've had this uh, incredibly long period now of heat, but also dry weather here in the UK, which... um, 
you know, many people are enjoying, but is uh, leading to increasingly difficult conditions uh, at times. In terms of the temperatures, we've had uh, temperatures up to around uh, 32 degrees Celsius today and yesterday. So, you know, nothing for you guys to write home about, but pretty uh, remarkable for this time of the year here in the UK to have those those kind of temperatures on a sustained uh, basis. We saw 33.3 degrees Celsius in Suffolk on Monday, uh, which was the hottest um, recorded temperature of 2018 so far, but the Met Office here in the UK are warning that temperatures will actually not peak until around Thursday or Friday. We might get up to around 35, 36 uh, degrees. The hottest July day on record at this point was back in 2015, the 1st of July, when we saw 36.7 degrees Celsius uh, at Heathrow Airport. We've seen uh, of course, they're very dry conditions too, and many of the green fields of England at the moment look very far from green at the moment, brown or uh, or orange, very dusty conditions in, in many parts of the UK. Uh, we have had uh, long periods without any rain at all. A lot of parts of England have had no significant rainfall for 54 consecutive days now. Um, Bury St. Edmunds, Brooms Barn has had no rain at all this summer for 48 wow. days. Um, so all sorts of warnings about how people can uh, help themselves in these uh, uh, very hot conditions, you know, how they need to look out for vulnerable people, but how they also need to stop watering their gardens. We've had canals closed, um, uh, all sorts of effects that this is having with uh, crops being affected, uh, of course, too, uh, and grass simply not growing at all in some places. So, um, as I say, you know, for, for many uh, and for those that are on holiday in parts of uh, the UK, uh, it's perfect. But for others, um, it's getting a bit dull now. Well, yeah, I mean, for us, Ollie, it's interesting because, like you say, yeah. it's different. But the heat feels very different when you're here to maybe when you're in England. If I go home and the weather's warm, it's unseasonably warm and the UK's not really set up to handle it. So it is a little bit different. It might not be as hot it is as it is here, but we have very good AC. And, you know, it's kind of set up True. in Dubai for the warm weather. So you do have our s- slight sympathy, I would say. <laughs> and my mum sort of talk, talks to me and says she's struggling, but it is quite different. And it does look as if it's set to continue. I did notice somewhere um, in one of the newspapers, perhaps, that they're saying now people think it might be too hot to work. Do you think you'll have any uh, yeah. any luck taking a few days off? Uh, it, it's one of those things that it goes around every time Britain does have a heat wave, all these uh, urban myths about when it's officially too hot to work and when you can tell your boss that you're going home. Um, people will try that, certainly. Um, I would say that at the moment in London, the worst thing is getting on some of those underground lines that don't have mm. air conditioning. Some of them do now, but the ones that still don't are just completely unbearable. And um, everyone's face is red. Everyone's dripping with sweat. Everyone's clothes look deeply inappropriate. Uh, the whole thing's a, a a pretty nightmarish scene down there. Okay. Um, Ollie, next story. We mentioned this briefly in sport, but interesting to hear your take. Tour de France delayed over a protest. We hear hay bales were part of that story. Yes, because it was a protest by farmers and uh, they were th- uh, protesting against cuts in state aid to that industry and, and were throwing hay bales across the road uh, just ahead of the leading group uh, uh, passing them on the Tour de France route during stage 16. That led in turn um, to police uh, using pepper spray to try and break up this protest. But what that actually caused was uh, some of the cyclists themselves 
being pepper sprayed, which uh, was not what they had in mind uh, during this very hot stage 16 of the uh, the Tour de France. Um, Chris Froome, the, the, the four-time champion, who's trying to win it again, and the current race leader, Geraint Thomas. Um, both of uh, those men appeared to have been uh, affected by the pepper spray that blew into the faces of some of the riders. That meant that we had to have a pause in the race. Um, a, a lot of cyclists had to have eye drops put in so that they could recover from the effects of the pepper spray. That delay lasting around uh, 15 minutes, around 18 miles into the, um, the stage from Carcassonne to Bagnères de Luchon, which is a 135-mile race. As I say, very hot temperatures, and the last thing the cyclists had in mind was being uh, pepper sprayed uh, not long into that stage. It, you know, it's not the first incident we've seen on this Tour de France this year. Um, we have had uh, a number of them. Chris Froome getting a lot of abuse uh, during the race so far. That's partly, of course, because um, the French have never enjoyed Chris Froome winning the Tour de France, and he's enjoyed a lot of abuse uh, for, for many years now. But it's also, of course, because of those um, the, those claims um, about whether he had uh, been using uh, excessive amounts of substances to deal with his asthma. Um, he's been spat at during the race. Uh, his teammate, uh, Geraint Thomas, has been boo booed off the podium uh, at times as well. Uh, the race will finish on Sunday in Paris. Uh, Chris Froome is trying to win uh, for the fifth time. Uh, Geraint Thomas trying to win it for the first um, uh, Team Sky looks set to take it home, and Chris Froome says if uh, it's going Thomas, then uh, he'll be over the moon. But I suspect deep down he's, uh, he doesn't really mean that. Testing times for Team Sky indeed. Look, Ollie, just before we let you go, the hubbub surrounding Emmanuel Macron's bodyguard is continuing, isn't it? What is, is the latest? Yes, you know, it, it's uh, speaking to uh, the ongoing concerns about the Macron presidency that, that, that some have in, in France, certainly his critics have, that he uh, operates in a, a very uh, elitist manner, a presidential manner uh, that uh, appears to believe himself to be um, uh, above regulations in, in many ways. And this uh, controversy around his bodyguard, who was found to have been uh, wearing a, uh, a police uniform and attending a protest and videoed beating up a protester. Um, French politicians have been being grilled about it. The interior minister, Gerard Collomb, being questioned about whether uh, he should have acted earlier on this. He put the blame back on the presidency itself. Emmanuel Macron's having to has had uh, several meetings with regards to changing up his own private staff uh, as well as a result of this controversy. Uh, it, it, it doesn't appear to be going away. Plenty more questions are going to be directed at Emmanuel Macron about what he knew, what his office knew and when, and whether there was any type of cover-up by uh, the presidency. Um, the uh, approval rating for Emmanuel Macron not looking particularly healthy at the moment, and this controversy not helping in, in that regard. Ollie Barrett in London for now. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. There's just so much more to hear. Download our podcasts at DubaiEye1038.com.